Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan Mackiner. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cassell. We're bringing you another classic episode. And uh, this is related to the episode that we just did, which was uh, Rocket Man. Uh, and in that, uh, we had a request from, from Emily. And uh, she had mentioned that we had done Space Oddity and Major Tom by Peter Schilling. Our a double, double feature. Bill. Yeah. Double feature, which we have not done yet in the new run. We no. had a I think we had at least two uh, episodes where we did two songs. Yeah, it was this, and it was like the we didn't call it this, but we should have called it this—the Jim Croce special. <laughs> yeah, and well, because and the and the songs were related. It's still, I mean, I think during the episode I talked about how weird this was. It still blows my mind. Uh, <laughs> however, many years later, that there was, of course, a space oddity by David Bowie, and then Peter Schilling, who was a German musician, wrote a completely different song, <laughs> but with the same story and the same character. Uh, it was like super weird. Yeah, and listening to them back to back, it, it does blow your mind. You're like, this is about the same fictional person. In some ways, it's super weird, because it's mm-hmm. the only, it's really the only one I know. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's like, you know, it's two songs based on like the same famous, like, folktale or whatever yeah or like an answer song or something there's so many movie remakes i'm surprised this doesn't happen more (laughs) where somebody's just like well that was a popular song let's just remake it like let's you know let's reboot it someone's just like let's just do thriller again and uh yeah it'll be great not call it thriller just have the story of thriller set in a kind of different way because it's not a cover i don't know i still don't know why he didn't just do a cover he said no no this story wasn't told correctly by David Bowie. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> there was there was a moment where he was like, I could probably do better than David Bowie. Right. Yeah. I do want to say my one note for this was I remember we discussed during the episode that there's the line where he says, Tell my wife I love her. Uh she knows. And we right. had said that it was the astronaut who said she knows, and we were like, well, he's pretty full of himself that he's so sure that his wife loves him. A mutual friend of ours cornered me at a party and took me to task <laughs> for that, where he was like, it's clearly ground control who's saying she knows. And I was like, I guess so. He's like, no, there's no guess about it. This is, He was like really mad. So I just want to, I just want to, for his sake and for anyone else who might be angry out there, yes, that is a, that is a, a valid interpretation. It's completely valid. That I mean, it's probably more valid, but look, let's be honest with you. It's not as fun. So, of course, we went with the <laughs> right, more fun right. option. In yeah. fairness, the uh, person who cornered you actually worked for ground control, so I think he was a little biased. Yeah, he yeah, had a true, lot. True. He was like, listen, we know what we're doing. Okay, We're constantly... <laughs> At Ground Control, the first thing they teach you on your first day is how to tell a dying astronaut that his wife loves him. I mean, that's just like <laughs> core training yep. for what we do. So don't stand here and tell me. It's in the first orientation video. <laughs> cool. All right. So this is uh, Space Oddity slash Major Tom. Classic episode. I hope you enjoy it. And here it is. These two different songs have the same story. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Now hear the tale. Hey 
everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Michael Gazelle. And I'm Rachel Oaks. Each and every week we take you through the wonderful world of a story song. And this week we got two songs for you. One story, two songs. We're going to do <laughs> Space Oddity by two David girls, Bowie. One song. <laughs> oh, come on now. So I didn't Rachel. go the whole Ew, way. Ew, that's so gross, Rachel. And can I at least finish my introduction <laughs> before you interrupt me? Uh, two songs, Space Oddity by David Bowie and Major Tom Coming Home by Peter Schilling. Um, what connects these two songs? What doesn't connect these two <laughs> songs in a super weird 80s way? Yeah. Uh, this is the same story. It's yeah. the same yeah. exact story. Same, same characters. characters. Yeah. Just uh, two different songs. Completely, yeah. The lyrics are different. Music is different. But it's the same story. We've done songs before that are, it's like, well, these are pretty similar. Like we did the Jim Croce duo. Yes. Yeah. But this is literally. Literally. The same, and it's not another version of this song. Yeah, it's not a cover. It's not a cover. It's another version of the story of Major Tom. Yeah, And the thing with the the Jim Croce uh, episode that we did was both songs were by Jim Croce. Right. So he wrote a song, had a hit with it, and was like, let's do it again. No. This is somebody else saying, David Bowie had a hit with that. (laughs) Let's do it again. Yeah. And the weird part is Peter Schilling rewrote the song completely. Yes. Same story, same characters, like we said. And then also had a hit with it, which mm-hmm. is like, I. Yeah. this is the only example I can think of where this happens, where mm-hmm. it's an original story that someone takes and does it again. And like David Bowie, like I can only imagine he must have had like many meetings with lawyers being like, <laughs> right? And there's nothing we can do. And the no? characters have the same names, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and I guess you can't copyright like an idea I, like i feel like it would be a much bigger stink now i feel like i, I possibly think it's it seems to me that those kind of issues have become much much stronger like your your um uh what is it uh intellectual property your intellectual property <laughs> is right. much more your own right maybe now than it used to be i mean i think it is i mean i think maybe they would have and, and i don't i can't speak for for Mr. Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like maybe they would have tried now. Although mm-hmm. it's a tough thing because actually some things are copyrightable and some things are not, you yeah. know? And like, again, like sort of a, a general idea for a story. Like he didn't use any of the music. He didn't use any of the lyrics. Right. Everything's new. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if they would have had a case, honestly, yeah. but, but it's, we're not, this is not a lawyer show. No, 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 <laughs> no. Not a legal show. We don't know. So let's, let's get into the story. Well, it was also, I just okay. want to say like that, uh, Major Tom came out 14 years after Space Oddity. Yes. So by then David Bowie's sort of like, I'm a legend. I don't do whatever you want. Right. <laughs> this doesn't matter to yeah. me. So the everybody good, knows the original. Yeah. The good news about this is that we don't have to tell two different stories. We don't. Right. So Daniel, walk us through the stories, uh, story of these songs. Well, the story of Space Oddity is very simple. We have Major Tom. He is uh, an astronaut. He is going on some sort of a mission to probably orbit the Earth. This was written before we went to the moon. Mm-hmm. So it was still in the phase where it's like just orbiting the Earth was pretty exciting, you guys. <laughs> yeah. They count down. His ship takes off. He's going around in space, but all of a sudden, like, almost immediately, it's it's sort of weird. His spaceship's moving in a weird way. The stars look strange for reasons he can't quite figure out. And suddenly, back on Earth, the ground control realizes there's something wrong with the space capsule. Uh, they're basically like, you know, oh, don't worry, we'll get you back to Earth. But very quickly, it becomes clear that they, they have no control of the spaceship. It's just sort of floating away into space. Mm-hmm. Major Tom says, basically, tell my wife I love her, because this is the end, and... You know, he just floats off into space and presumably dies. <laughs> and that's kind of the end of it. Um, there or is, he's living up in space right now and just hanging out. Yeah. Right. Well, there is a hint in the in the David Bowie version of this. There is a hint. It's not quite clear that there's some sort of force, maybe an alien thing or just some sort of weird like space god mm-hmm. force thing, whatever, that sort of takes him away and he's enters into a new consciousness or whatever right in the peter Schilling version it's it's much more clear that that's happy he says a light welcomes him and now i'm home mm-hmm. um so there's some sort of a david white also wrote this after seeing uh 2001 a space oddity so there's space some odyssey. did i say oddity really yep, yep. I thought Odyssey. <laughs> I really thought, like, say Odyssey. Well, this, Don't say Odyssey. Yeah, say no. Odyssey. And then I said Odyssey. 
Anyway, my brain doesn't work. Sometimes my brain floats off into space. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So, and you know, and so it was obviously inspired by whatever happens at the end of that movie. Uh, and I love that movie. I've seen it several times. I still don't understand what happens. <laughs> and the David Bowie thing version, things are a little more subtle and like mm-hmm. sort of hinted at. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Schilling's a little less subtle. He sort of like spells out exactly what's going on. Yeah. But uh, again, basically the same story. And that's what happens. This is ground control to Major Tom. You've really made the grave. All right, so let's start at the top here. Do you, real quick, do you think this is? I'm trying to think. Is this like maybe the most famous song we've done? Because it almost seems the silly most, to, yeah. to go through the lyrics. I think. I mean, I'm going to, but it, I think people know this song, right? I think it's probably. It, the yeah, most I don't well-known. know if it's the most famous. I mean, there, we've done some famous songs. But I, yeah, I mean, I think I think of the. I don't know. That's a really good question. Thank you. Well, I'm glad I posted. <laughs> yeah, wow. Because we've done <laughs> bad, bad, Leroy Brown. We've sure. Done, but that, I think Space Oddity, I mean, I think it's because it's David Bowie. He's well, so I'll iconic. And, and this song is an iconic David Bowie song. Yeah. I'll so. also say right off the top, I am a huge David Bowie fan. This is like when we do share with Mark. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, David Bowie is, is you know, unimpeachable. <laughs> Everything he does is great. I even like the later stuff. That's right. Suck it, haters. <laughs> Still going strong. Uh, so for me, this is, this is you know, yeah. whatever. But this isn't his most famous song. I feel it? like, uh, well. It's pretty famous. It's pretty famous. He probably had bigger hits. I mean, later, I'm going to say, like, I, I love the song. I, it's not it my there. favorite. Yeah, throw it out there. What Dancing in the Street oh. with Mick Jagger. <laughs> Is you knew it. You you had tell to do me you it. didn't see that coming, though. Not only his best song, but his best I video. He didn't see it coming. Okay, look. <laughs> you didn't see that one coming. I'm not saying wow. everything he did was brilliant. <laughs> I do have one thing I want to say though. What? South America. <laughs> That's the best part. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> look, it was the '80s. Cocaine was involved. It does crazy things, <laughs> even to the best of us, okay? Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Right off the top, first line, well, not first line, but uh, ground control to Major Tom. They say, you've really made the grade, and the papers want to know whose shirts you wear, um, to which I think Major Tom's probably like, that's nice of you to say. I feel like official talk should be on this channel. <laughs> yeah. Why, so much like... why are you bowing down <laughs> to the reporters? Right. Can you guys focus down there? <laughs> I feel like I feel like you've been really lackadaisical <laughs> with this whole <laughs> this right. whole space capsule thing. Do yeah. you actually let the press into the control room? <laughs> because yeah. get them out. Why yeah. why are you passing along questions <laughs> from the press corps? I appreciate it, but again, I feel like this is a dangerous mission. We should all keep our eye on the prize. Uh, Major Tom, this is a question from Teen Beat. <laughs> and uh, yeah. they want to know what's your favorite subject in school. Yeah. Uh, uh, ground control to Major Tom. Uh, do you want rice? <laughs> what's your feeling on rice? I like rice. That question was from Rice World. <laughs> they always ask the same question. Do you like rice? Uh, uh, ground control to Major Tom. Uh your dream date <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then they blast off uh may god's love be with you mm-hmm. that's a great line yeah um and 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 space oddity is very it's very it's 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 big but subtle in its music does that make any sense to anybody yes it's, it's yeah it's there's very like you feel like you're floating yes like it has extremely it has a Spacey. very it has a very epic mm-hmm. sort of sound to it, but yes, it has sort of almost a dreamlike quality, like you're yeah. floating through space. Um, and there's oh. there's almost like a sad feeling to the music too, right? Yes, oh, like it's there's such, yeah. like something's there's sort of even a, like in the excitement of like the launch, like this isn't gonna end well. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. There's like, we are not we are not super prepared for this space launch. There's yeah. sort of like a sense of dread. Yeah. Like there's that that I don't know. There's like that sort of like drum. Um, sound, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like dong. Like that yeah. sort of feels like oh, this, this something just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Basically, and it's in like a minor key. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know <laughs> about music, but it just sort of feels like. Sort of down. A minor uh, key for Major Tom. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Okay, there's going to be a third song about Major Tom. Right. <laughs> Coming at you, 2013. Um, uh, I, do, I Also, in the beginning, they say, take your protein pills. Mm-hmm. Again, it seems like they just shoved them in. They're like, okay, go, 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 go. I was supposed to take these protein pills like 13, 13 uh, hours before lunch. It doesn't matter. Take them, them now. Take them now. Put your helmet on. You don't Put have it on time now? for breakfast, Major Tom. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to lie to you. They're sugar pills. They're nothing. <laughs> Let's just go. They won't do anything. You are going into space. Do you understand me? Let Put me, your helmet on now. Ma- Major Tom, let me make sure you understand one thing. You are part of the British space program. <laughs> you are going to die. We have no idea what we're doing. You're basically being placed on a big slingshot, <laughs> and we're just going to see what happens. This is... I'm pretty sure uh, Wiley Coyote did the same thing we're going to do in an episode yeah. of uh, Looney Tunes. We saw a cartoon. We said, let's try that. Major Tom, this is a roller coaster. You're at Euro <laughs> Disney. They say, uh, now it's time to leave the capsule if you dare. Which is not the not the best wording on that. Not yeah. the most reassuring no. way to say that. Now it's time to leave the capsule. Yeah. We've prepared a lot for this. <laughs> yeah. so everything's no going to go problem. perfectly fine. We don't know what the hell's out there. Nope. Yeah, everything's going to go perfectly fine. If not dare. We double dog dare yeah. you <laughs> to step out of your space capsule. If I was Major Tom, I'd turn to them and just be like, this is my job. <laughs> Ground control is just on the ground, just biting their nails like, uh, I guess to uh, leave the capsule now. Yeah. I guess. Uh, does anybody, did anybody prepare for this test whatsoever? Did we all copy off of right. each other? Because this is not going to go well. Guys, this is going to sound weird, and maybe I should have brought this up earlier. I am a temp. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. I was supposed to be answering phones, and they just gave me this little headset. past 100,000 miles, but I'm feeling very still. And I think my spaceship knows which way to go. Mm-hmm. It does not. No. You have to fly the <laughs> capsule, Major Dom. That, that's why you're there. <laughs> yeah. There is no autopilot on this thing. But this is... <laughs> it's got it. <laughs> it's, not right. the, it's not an airplane. Right. It's not that the autopilot like blows up and starts driving the airplane. For I want to say this, Major Tom. The phrase "God is my co-pilot" that is just a phrase. That does, <laughs> it's not literal. You do have to actually fly. You can't just let go of the controls. Also, yep. Yeah, you got to take that Jesus fish off of the capsule. <laughs> really screwing with the aerodynamics. This is probably the most famous line from the song. Tell my wife I love her very much. She knows. Then she don't knows. tell her. And <laughs> um, he, who is he telling? Is my question because that's where it starts to be like oh. Something else has taken over. I am yeah. already, you know, there's no, there's nothing I can do about this. Yeah. Something has happened. And then he's like, tell my wife I love her very much. And then who says she knows? Because I do not think it's ground control. No, I think it's, I think it's Major Tom. He's yeah. just saying He's just like, saying it to himself. Yeah. It can't be an tell alien. Tell her this even though she knows. Right. It can't be an alien. Oh, it could be an alien. I th- oh, I you're saying, an alien. oh, you're saying she... The alien says she knows? Yeah, who says she... Because in the song, it's... It's possible. Tell my wife I love her very much. She knows. Uh, he, he, like, has a different thing to it. I don't think it's an alien. I just like to point out. I think he's just kind of, like, snapped because he's like, well, now I'm just... Well, uh, well, let's quickly unpack this because I think, again, it's not... It's it's much more subtle in the David Bowie version. <laughs> right. But something has clearly happened. Because, because yeah. then it's after this part that ground control realizes there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. But David, but uh, David Bowie, but Major Tom, 
David Bowie. <laughs> he he knows the whole time that, or or for most of it, he knows that there's something weird is happening, and he that's his spaceship knows it's ready to go. There's nothing I can do. He's not even trying to like save himself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's some aliens, some sort of I don't know force in the universe. Something has caused him now to like basically go off and leave Earth. But yeah, I don't, may, maybe some, maybe when he says that, maybe this thing, whatever it is, responds with she knows. I think that's she very knows. possible. <laughs> um, but I think it's Major Tom who says that. Um, sorry to sorry to hurry, to ruin your theory. Which was Fine. dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fine. See about care. But then I, lo- I love, because, but you're right, though. I love I love how it's sort of, like, kind of slow and dreamlike. Tell my wife I love her very much. She knows. And it's like, ground control to major. I'm like, now we're back on mm-hmm. Earth. We're in reality. Your circuit's dead. There's something wrong. Can you hear me, Major Tom? Can you hear me, Major Tom? Can you hear me, Major Tom? Again, when they're saying, can you hear me, Major Tom? The dorks at Ground Control are like, can you hear me? Can anybody hear him? Oh, my God. How can this be happening on all of our first days? Right. Oh, my God. Oh, no good. Uh, they just didn't even have the switch on. Yeah. It was just like all their, yeah. all their little microphones were off. And he's like, I need to know when to press this button. And they're all just, it's a complete misconnect. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody somebody goes over after they're all going home. They're like, "Is this plug supposed to be plugged in?" <laughs> oh well, got to turn it on, genius. <laughs> Win some, lose some. <laughs> Win some major toms, <laughs> lose some major toms. Today, lost some major toms. <laughs> uh, and then that's it. But and it says here above the moon, so he's floated even yeah. farther. Like he's screwed well, at this thing. point. Yeah, he's he he's floating off it. into space. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he either dies, <laughs> presumably, mm-hmm. or inhabits something Mars. Else, something else happens to him. He has a lovely alien wife. <laughs> um, it's basically we, cast away. <laughs> I mean, comes he, back a little while later. He might land on another planet and just sort of set up shop there. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there life on Mars? Is there life on Mars? So, uh, okay, so let's move that space oddity. Let's move on to Major Tom. Again, same story. Uh, Major Tom, open parentheses. Coming home, close, close parentheses. parentheses. Yes. Uh, um, totally, the, the music could not be more different. Well, this is, now we're in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically West Germany in the 80s. <laughs> yes. uh, it, we, yeah, West Germany. Um, so, the good Germany. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, very synthesizer. 80s. It's it's great, though. I also love this song. Not It's not quite on the level of Space Oddity, but it's yeah, no. still a pretty good song. Standing there alone, the ship is waiting, all systems are gone. Are you sure? Control is not convinced, but the computer has the evidence. No need to abort The countdown starts Watching in a trance The crew is certain Nothing left to chance All is working Trying to relax Up in the capsule Send me up a drink Jokes major tone The count goes on So now this one is much more sort of science fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it's not it's less subtle because he says control is not convinced, but the computer has the evidence. So in the eighties, we were very concerned about computers, yeah, yes. like taking over and like overriding like human. Uh, what what the word I'm looking for? Um, Interactions? No, uh, common sense. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like the controls, like well, this we know this is not right. The computer's like it's right. So like, okay, we're gonna follow what the computer says. Right. Um, it goes, it, this is very Mr. Roboto. Right. Or you know, it's like hey, the computer wants to play thermonuclear war, so we're gonna play <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thermonuclear right, war. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, and if only they could have known. That really, what was going to happen was that computers would lead to people swapping pictures of cats, and yes. <laughs> they really had nothing to worry about. So, send me up a drink. 
jokes Major Tom. I like he's a little more lighthearted here. Yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's a bit yeah. of a jokester, yeah. you know? Or he's, maybe they are actually taking lunch orders. <laughs> <laughs> um, that comes with a free Diet Coke after $10. Right. My yeah. thing made it $10, so I should get the free Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Just send it up. What, are we supposed to build another capsule? Yes, build another capsule to send up my Diet Coke. Uh, you should have thought of everything. I, I like want it. it with a straw. Yeah. <laughs> send another capsule just for the straw. But since he's a little more lighthearted, I like to think that Major Tom has like a... A poster in the capsule, you know, that reads like, you don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps, <laughs> you know. Yeah, the, the, the Major Tom in the, the David Bowie version has a poster in the capsule. It's just like teamwork. Right. <laughs> it's a little more serious about right. that. Sure. Right. It's one of those like um, inspirational posters. Yeah. It just says, you know, it says like success on it. <laughs> with, like an eagle flying or whatever. One Major Tom has a Kathy. One Major Tom, Tom has a Ziggy. <laughs> right. right. Guess which is which. It's totally different. Yeah. All right. So second stage is cut. We're now in orbit. Stabilizer's up. Running perfect. So there's a lot more technical jargon about mm-hmm. how the space capsule actually works. In this part. Mm-hmm. He he's sort of breaking down exactly when it goes wrong because at this point second stage is cut we're good yeah everything's going fine they're okay. gathering data yeah maybe that's Tom's ex- like what you know what does all this mean but hey it's a job I'm just gonna do it not all, a big yeah. whoop all is going according to plan then back at ground control still dorks <laughs> still even in this song they're like oh god back at ground control there is a problem go to rockets full. Not responding. Hello, Major Tom. Are you receiving? Turn the thrusters on. We're standing by. There's no reply. There's no reply. So now, again, it goes wrong on the ground first. Right. As far as we can tell. Get the manual. Get the manual. (laughs) (laughs) And then a final message. If my wife, my love, then So David Bowie in the David Bowie version, Major Tom is much more confident in how much his wife loves him. <laughs> yes. He says he knows that she loves him. This yeah. one he just says, "Give my wife my love," but nothing more. That's like that's a little bit um, uh, impersonal. Like you're like, oh, you know, give Phyllis my love. <laughs> right. You know, um, thanks, <laughs> thanks, butcher. Give, right. give the wife my love. Yeah. Well, also the like Major Tom in the space Oddity is, is very like Han Solo, like I love you, I know, right. kind of thing. Like he, like don't worry, she loves me. I have no, I'm not <laughs> concerned at all. I'm yeah. completely confident in that fact. Now the light commands, this is my home, I'm coming home. Yeah. So again, less subtle, more clear, something has happened to Major Tom, he's been picked up by an alien spaceship, some sort of, you know, metaphysical force. Yes, because he's, I mean, he says he's 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 alive. Right. He is alive. Right. So it's not like, oh, I saw a bright light, go towards the light, Carol Ann, don't go towards the light, whatever. Um, This is literally... There's a uh, there's a light who commands you, right? And I think I'm he's still alive. Into the sun. He's watching. Ooh. Oh, okay. Whoa. Really, Michael? <laughs> They're like, we sent him the wrong. <laughs> oh my god, my compass was upside okay. down. Okay, oh. guys, this is on me. When you said shoot him to the moon. <laughs> I put in sun. And that is 100% on me. Why there are, are only two buttons. <laughs> I'm always getting those two confused. <laughs> I, I do picture their, their whatever their computer is like to right. look like the uh, the cash register at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's just like giant pictures. Like, yeah. we want to send them to the moon. Oh, that was the sun. Oh, oh man. Damn it. It's I all figured... right. It's a drive-thru. They'll be halfway home by the time. Yeah. I, f- I mean, I figured we was taking off at night, so he'd be fine, right? <laughs> yeah. This one's gone. Uh, this is Polish ground. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then that's it. I mean, I you know, I assume he's watching his old self in a bed, and then he turns into a space baby, right? I think that's where all these things go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Pretty okay. sure that's exactly how it goes. Then, yeah. Then there's like 15 minutes of swirling lights. Look, 
You're a genius, Kubrick. But I think we can <laughs> cut down on the swirling lights a little bit. Okay? It goes oh, on man. forever. We get it. You can only cut back to a shot guy's face so many times before it starts getting a little repetitive. Yeah. The, these two songs are, are they're fascinating to to see next to each other and to discuss next to each other because yeah. it is I mean it's it's tough to be like well now we're going to talk about this song except for the fact that it's the same song it's the same story right right um, but they yet they have like different feet they have such different feels to them even though they're the same story because of the way that they are written yes like musically because of the way they are written because of the fact that um, what's his name Peter Schilling. Yes. It's basically like, this is the information <laughs> that you need. Here is how a computer works. And, you know, everything else in, in David Bowie is, this is about feelings. <laughs> like, how do we exactly. all feel about these things? Well, it's more, the, the Peter Schilling version is much more like sort of severe science fiction-y and just like, these are the facts. This is yeah. what happened. Whereas like David Bowie, it's more dreamlike and it's more like, it's up to you. Like you figure out what's going on. This is the 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 eighty three uh, song is basically the Cliff Notes version of right. Space Odyssey. It's explaining it. Yeah, yeah. In that, it's like here's what's happening. Well, the the Bowie version seems to be more like about the character, about it, his humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and the what's his name, Peter Schilling. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll get it one of these times. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should just call him what's his name, Peter Schilling. <laughs> uh, his version is very, it, it, it's there's less of the humanity because yes. it's very like machine obsessed, yeah. and yeah. in the way that 1983 West German synth pop was, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, who would have thunk this would have come out from West <laughs> Germany in the 80s? But like around the same time as like uh, as 99 Luft Balloons, mm-hmm. where it's like the and Mr. Roboto, like the this. This mistrust of technology. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was, you know, there's definitely like the nuclear war sort of fear. Even if it's, this is nothing to do with nuclear war. It's like, we got all these machines that are running these nuclear weapons. Like, Mm -hmm. what if one of them goes wrong? We're all dead. Right. So there's a lot of that. That giant computer with the black screen and the green (laughs) type is ruling your life. Totally Just true. that one blinking. That dot matrix printer. But it's also, like, I think it also reflects, too, like, you know, the David Bowie version was written before we'd gone to the moon. Now it's like space travel was old hat by the time, yeah. the, you know, the, the 1983 version was written. So that's why there's more, like, information, you know, more yeah. technical about, like, this is actually how the space capsule yeah. works. Right, but you I know. think also in the David Bowie version, like, it doesn't the, – the the heart of the, the song is, is, like, the humanity of the, the character, character and, like, yeah. where – like, what he's feeling. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't have to take place in space. It could be anywhere where he's isolated right. and can't get. Home. Yeah, he could be in. He it could be take easily take place on a ship in the middle of the ocean or something. You know, it right. could be on a ship in the middle of the ocean. Whereas, whereas uh, Major Tom coming home right. is like, this is about <laughs> someone in space. <laughs> um, I think Rachel has discovered something very interesting, and I'm very excited about it. Okay, and it's this. It is a fun, a lot of fun to say things in this <laughs> cadence. You've done that three times it's now. It's a blast. <laughs> because that's the thing. That is the thing that amazes do, 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 me do, do, is that do. these two songs have the exact same story. Right. And one's do, 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 do. And the other one is someone talking like <laughs> they're a robot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. I love that. It's so 80s. <laughs> so 60s. It's amazing. Oh, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> I love you guys. I love the 80s. Am I the only one? Oh. Right? You and Michael Ian Black. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our uh, talk about these two songs. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to talk about the history of both of these songs, the story behind the story. Hey, we're friends, right? Well, friend, maybe you can do us a favor. Go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you do, we'll read it on the show. It's just our way of saying thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Biggest gift, card attached, St. Olaf cheesecake, you know the rest. All right, we're back. It's time for the history of these songs, Space Oddity and Major Tom, open parentheses, coming on close parentheses. (laughs) 
Um, so Space Oddity was written by Bowie in 1968 after he saw the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey. You did it. Yay. Yay. It was uh, first released in 1969, and it was specifically timed to coincide with the Apollo 11 moon landing. Uh, the BBC used it in their coverage of the moon landing, helping it reach number five in the UK. That's like, that. that's brilliant marketing. Like, that is. Not, you don't always get like a moon landing. Yeah. Right. Um, so good job. Yeah. Well, I will say this. Uh, do you think the astronauts were thinking, can we not use this song about somebody <laughs> floating away to their death in space? Right. Well, I mean, this was the BBC, so it wasn't, obviously it wasn't in America. And in fact, this song stalled at 124. On the charts, right. the first time it was released. You want to know why? In the U.S. Or in, the like, in the U.S. Okay. No, it reached number five in the U.K. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to yeah. know why it hit 124? Because yeah. everybody in America <laughs> went, "Hey, England, <laughs> not cool, dude, <laughs> not cool." Kind of a, a, a big thing for us. And, yes. <laughs> and our guys are a little bit skittish about it. <laughs> not, you know. Yeah. So. But according uh, according to interviews I read, uh, you know, David Bowie was very happy that BBC used it. It helped him have a hit song. Uh, but he did speculate that the producers of the BBC probably didn't listen too closely right. to the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. It is about a uh, a failed mission and the astronaut dies. They listened to like the first minute of it. And they were like, right. no, this is about space. Let's use it. <laughs> <laughs> they hear the first line. They're like, ground control to Major Tom? I like it. Yeah. You might want to listen to the third. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, we got it. We're good. It's fine. And I feel like that is uh, not the first time and not the last time that a producer did not <laughs> hear com- a complete song and then use it. So then uh, in 1972, this is now three years later, uh, Bowie had had some modest success in the U.S. with changes. So the album that was on was retitled From David Bowie to Space Oddity, and the song reached number 15 in the U.S., uh, it was also re-released in the UK in 1975, where it went to number one. So it was sort of a slow burn. Yeah. It took a little while to get this song. <laughs> but it had years. legs. Yeah. It had legs, though. Yeah. Yeah. It, it lasted. Um, and I don't know why. I think probably because David Bowie just like... Because it's weird to think of this song coming out in 1969, because it doesn't seem like yeah. it. It makes sense that it was timed with the Apollo moon landing, but it just, it feels very 70s. It, yeah. Like, it well, feels, he was ahead of his time. Basically. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. He, yeah. I mean, the the reason it didn't hit was because people are like, I don't know what this is. This is yeah. some cuckoo music. And yeah. then a couple of years later, people are like, oh, oh no, no, we get it. <laughs> right. Oh, that's right. No, this Musical is what genius. people do. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then <laughs> get a haircut, dye your hair, change your color of your face. <laughs> Why are you wearing that star on your eye? Yeah, <laughs> you hippie. <laughs> I'm the opposite of a hippie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the song in 1969, this song won the very coveted uh, Ivan Novello Award. Um, that's a British award. It's it's uh, for songwriters. It's uh, for songs. It's only voted on by songwriters. That's cool. That's cool. So. It's interesting because I mean, it it tells an amazing story. Not a long song. It doesn't have like it doesn't have a million verses to it. No. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not a wordy song. It's not at all. So right. it's amazing that it it won this award for songwriting, um, when it uh you know doesn't have six verses to it. Right. You know. <laughs> Well, and it also sort of tells the story through the words, but also through the music. Like, right. It doesn't say a lot, but you get a lot of the feeling and the information yeah. just through the way this, the music is. And I love, I mean, I just love that, like, the music drops out and then the acoustic guitar comes in. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's very good. <laughs> very yeah. well done. Yeah. Uh, I might imagine this is one of my favorite songs. <laughs> uh, you might right. have. So now let's move on to Major Tom. Fast forward yes. to 1983. So uh, this song was originally recorded in German, and it was released in West Germany, uh, and where it reached number one. So this is a very much a 99 Luftballons situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, written in German. I don't, I don't know what was up with the early 80s and British, I mean British, German pop music. Mm. Like, it, this happened several times. Yeah. <laughs> Super weird. Um, but a few months later, it was re-recorded in English and re- uh, released in the U.S., uh, where it went to number 14. So it actually beat... Bowie's version by one space. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> well, there were also I, like different, totally different times. They weren't competing at the same time. I, I don't. Yeah, this wasn't ahead of its time. Right. This was of its time. Yeah. Yeah. Had yeah. this been released in 1969, people would have been like, "What the hell? <laughs> Is, where did they even get machines to make that kind of music?" Yeah. 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 I'll tell you this. Uh, the reason I think that it works, that there was so much German stuff, is because Germans 
they know how to use the synthesizer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they are good at that. <laughs> and that's what people loved in the yeah. early 80s. They sure did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so at this point I'm just going to talk about, I tried to find some information where somebody talked to Peter Schilling and was like, dude, what What up, man? What, <laughs> why did you rewrite this song and do it totally? I couldn't really find a good yeah. thing. Not a lot of people... Uh, or I found a lot of people talking to Peter Schilling. He sort of, he was, a, well, he was, I mean, I think he was popular in Germany. Right. But he was a one hit wonder here. And like, that was kind of it. I, I don't, I also, he probably doesn't speak English maybe. So there doesn't seem like a lot of like interviews with him. You couldn't Google translate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't find it. I don't know. <laughs> um, I tried. But anyway, long story short, I didn't really, but I, I want to say right here, state one last time for the record, how weird this song the, exists. Yeah, it, it is. It is. <laughs> and I think not enough people, I mean, maybe not a lot of people know this song, although I think, I mean, I think people it usually know it shows they, up on like 80s compilations of like, I, you know. I feel yeah. like uh, people know it, but don't put together that it's the exact same story as ma- right. as a Space Oddity. Yeah. I think, I think they think maybe it's, uh, I don't know. When they see like Major Tom coming home, they're like, oh, that must be the other name right. for right. Space Oddity. Right. I, the the weird thing isn't to me necessarily that there aren't really that many interviews with Peter Schilling or I'm sorry what's his name Peter Schilling Peter Schilling uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're calling him what's his name Peter Schilling yeah uh, like talking about the song like I'd like to hear what David Bowie has to say about this yeah, yeah. I don't have that either so, <laughs> <laughs> so like I'd, li- I'd like to know if, if I'd like to know if he was if like he was cool with it or if he was like no totally different story or <laughs> He's scanning the radio and he just goes, uh, can you go back to that <laughs> station? Real quick here. This sounds kind of familiar, this story. Or maybe yeah. at the time he he and Mick Jagger were just like hanging out and right. uh, <laughs> I think that was probably recording covers yeah. of Motown songs. Yeah. yeah. Him and him and uh and Mick Jagger were probably doing Coke naked in bed. Yeah. They were like, eh, we're gonna let this one go. <laughs> he had moved on, basically. <laughs> it's fine. He's fine with it. I mean, you know. Yeah, again, one last time. So so weird. I, I think people Strange. do not make enough of a big deal of how weird it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good song. Completely unnecessary remake of a yeah. song. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's a good, like, if it had different lyrics, it would be, I mean, the lyrics are fine. It's a good song. Right. But it's just so strange yeah. that he took this other song and, like, you know, I guess, like, he wanted to do a cover and was like, I don't have money for that. I'm just going <laughs> to completely rewrite it. Super uh, weird. Uh, but anyway. At least rename Major Tom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Major Jim. So, uh, guys, we got to do it. We know every time there's a one-hit wonder, mm-hmm. we read some variation on this sentence. Mm-hmm. In 1994, Peter Chilling remade and re-released a remixed version of this. <laughs> of course. With uh, Boombastic, uh, titled Major Tom 94. <laughs> oh, good. So he one also, remix. He also released another remix in 2000. Okay. Titled so Major two. Tom 2000. <laughs> All right. And wait for it. Yet another remix in 2003 titled, guys, Major Tom 2003. <laughs> so Those things always make me a little bit sad. They re- it's, it's, it's depressing. It's sad. Like, oh, just find another, one other thing, you know. Or don't. Re- you know. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Go go home and relax. Like, don't yeah. Don't find another thing. Uh, or you know, re- remake. You know, remake. Let's dance. Yeah, just redo. rewrite China. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or maybe he did, and, and they're like, after a while, they're like, um, we're on to you. <laughs> these you are all David. These are all David Bowie stories. Like, Fool no, us no. once, shame on you. <laughs> Fool us twice. Yeah. Stop copying David. <laughs> and one last thing. Uh, if you guys watch Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. this song came back into the public consciousness a little bit when um, the character of Gail uh, was found, uh, a video of him singing this song in karaoke style, which was hilarious uh, <laughs> if, you've, if you've seen it. Um, and so that's it. And then, yeah, super, super weird. Um, that's all Strange. I have to say. <laughs> it's, it's, why does it exist? That, yeah. I don't know. In in conclusion, why yeah. does it exist? Why does this song exist? Yeah. Someone answer me. <laughs> Crying out loud. Answer me, Schilling. Damn so, you. Somebody translate this episode into German and send it to, Sch- to what's his name? <laughs> Peter Schilling. 
Uh, oh, what's his name, Peter Schilling? <laughs> Peter Schilling, you can find us on Skype, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter. Uh, all right, we're going to take a, another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the lesson we learned from one or both of these songs with Lessons Learned. We hate to bother you, but we were just wondering if you could do us a small favor. Write us a review on iTunes. You know, it helps other people find the show. I know you're busy, but it would really help us out. We work really hard, you know. I, it'll only take a few minutes. Also, call your mother. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Because we always learned at least one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rachel, let's start with you as always. What lesson did you learn? Uh, here's what I learned. Uh, to be a ground control worker, <laughs> all it takes is a little guesstimation <laughs> and pessimism. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> just, just let them know that it's uh, not looking good that you're going to get out of this thing alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a job that calls for precision. No. <laughs> not at all. And confidence in what you're doing. No, yeah. yeah. None of that. Really, no. it's just uh, like when you walk in the door, it just says, give it the old college try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. For. Good job. Michael. Uh, I learned uh, that when you're in your spaceship, um, it doesn't know which way to go. Yeah. In fact, you're really responsible for telling <laughs> it which way to go. <laughs> yes. And... When you're flying through space in your spaceship, mm-hmm. not a good time to check your Simpsons Tapped Out game. Yeah. Um, in fact, put away the iPad <laughs> and drive your spaceship. Can yeah. I say one thing? Yes. Put away the iPad <laughs> and drive your spaceship. <laughs> and that's, that's a, how you would do it in 1983 <laughs> in West a, Germany. That's a really good lesson learned. <laughs> I learn? learned that if you're dying... And you want to let it, you know, you want to tell people to let your wife know that you love her. Be confident about it. Let <laughs> everyone know that she already knows. <laughs> don't be with, like, because people are going to be like, I don't know, we got to tell, like, do you think she knows? Be like, no, she knows, guys. Just, I mean, <laughs> tell her anyway, but she already knows. No. The thing I'm telling you to do, you don't even have to do it, although <laughs> I want you to do it. I want you to do it, but you don't have to because she already knows. It's okay? So, it's so sad that she doesn't know. That it, no, <laughs> no, she, she knows. <laughs> she knows, okay? All right, we're just ground control. We have no right. idea whether you want us to tell her or not. <laughs> Look, just tell her, okay? <laughs> it's so sad that she never heard that from him. Right. That she doesn't. <laughs> That we have to tell. She already knows. Yeah. No, she you, already knows. She's heard. She she knows it. No, don't hang Trust up, Ground me. Control. Don't hang up. She knows. Ground she knows. Control, are you even listening to me? <laughs> Click. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Michael Gazelle. And I'm Rachel Oaks. We'll be back next week with another great Story Song. Thank you guys so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, 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 All right, well, that was our episode on Major Tom and yep. Space Oddity, or flip the flip it the other way. Either way, it's fine. It doesn't it's, matter. It, it, Whatever. It's the same story. Space Tom Major Oddity? <laughs> what, 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 what are you trying to say? Get, what yeah, am I going to arrest me for getting it backwards? Yeah. Um, what am I, Space Force? So, yeah, what do you guys think <laughs> of that episode? Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Um, I just, I mean, to go back to our friend who works at Ground Control, uh, <laughs> we really did sort of take Ground Control to task in that episode for just how lack, how just how lazy they were in their questioning of Major Tom and getting him ready for his space travel. Yeah, everything was thrown together last minute. They're making jokes left and right, <laughs> really being flippant about what they were asking him. Yeah. Letting Teen Vogue come and interview him for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) This is serious stuff, guys. This is serious stuff. Come on. Come on. Come on. Um, You're not not running the (laughs) Tilt-A-Whirl. Right, right. Oh, God. What if it was the (laughs) Tilt-A-Whirl? What if this whole thing... rolled away? (laughs) No. What if he was just on, like, a ride? He was like, I'm in space. He's like, all right, buddy. Time to get out. All right. Yeah. Uh, come on. Ground control the come Major on. Tom. We're closing in five minutes. <laughs> Let's go. You got no more tickets left. Let's go. <laughs> I, I, also do, I also do love how different the feeling of these two songs are. Major Tom is... And, uh, you know, Space Oddity is much more legato. Um, yeah. 
And I feel like that's I feel like that sums up the difference between a British artist and a German artist. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was also, but it was also later, right? Because like right. you, you yeah, forget. Because like, like, yeah, I even forget to a certain degree being a big David Bowie fan. Like you know, I'm thinking him like late seventies, like early right, 80s, right. Like that's when I'm thinking David Bowie. I'm thinking like let's dance, you know, or whatever. But like Space Oddity is sixty nine. Like that's yeah. you know that's yeah. I mean. Not to state the obvious, but that's the 60s. Like, that's not right, even the right. 70s, right? You know, I mean, they, they played it on the BBC during the moon landing. So it, it's kind of folky. I mean, David Bowie was still starting out. So the, I, just the fact the song is called Space Oddity, which was clearly to be like, you know that popular movie, right? Space Oddity, where I was like, I think right. if it came out 10 years later, he'd be like, yeah, it's just called Major Tom or, you know, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> or it's called Ground Control. Like, you know, I'm not going to like try to tie it to a movie. But back then he was like, I'm I'm old David Bowie. Please like me, everybody. Um, <laughs> that's how he talked. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that classic episode, um, you know, if this is your first episode, um, please go back and listen to the the whole catalog. Yeah. Uh, it's all good stuff. Check out our new episodes. Check out our new episodes. Check out our classic episodes, which we'll be releasing from time to time. And, uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you can. Um, thanks and again. Can. I'm Dan. And you can. Anytime. <laughs> I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oates. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll talk to you next time. You guys, stay safe out there. No getting sucked into space vortexes or whatever happens. And uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Story underscore Song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great Story Song. Thanks for listening. Stop. Whoever keeps moving their microphone, stop. Guess. It's Michael adjusting his stand. I know, but just <laughs> be right. You only got to do it once. <laughs> Sounds like I heard a buffalo is going fast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Ready. <clears throat> Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.